welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. How are you doing, Teresa? Panda, you know, first of all, I am currently grossly TMI picking at an ingrown hair on my leg as I talk to you right now. So that's kind of gross. You know, I'm, I'm living. I feel like I can't tell if I'm out of breath lately because of anxiety of the general life or if I'm really just that out of shape. So that's what I'm dealing with lately. How are you today? It could be a combination of these things also. Yeah, I mean, I'm like really out of shape right now, so that doesn't surprise me, even though I have been going to the gym, but still. Yeah, what's new with you, Scoobert Dubert? Well, I was at work earlier today. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I was at work earlier. This was actually right before I got off. And I'm working in the drive through and to sort of like paint you a little tableau here, like the drive through area is like this little tiny side, not even like a room. It's like if two, it's about the size of two closets is the area that I have to walk around in but then there's like you know stuff for me to put in bags and whatnot but anyway it's really close to the fry station where the fry cooks are that make like the fried mushrooms and the french fries and onion rings and whatnot and I'm making a drink for a drive-through order and I hear something I hear like like music and like talking but it's like really tiny and it sounds kind of familiar but I'm like I don't know exactly it wasn't loud enough for me to register exactly what I was hearing so I finish up the order and I kind of go closer to the sound and I find myself over at the fry station where I find one of the fry cooks watching Full Metal Alchemist on his phone oh fuck yeah (laughs) yeah i swear to god i love that i'm here for that this was hysterical i was like are you watching full metal alchemist on your phone and he's like oh yeah and like just left it at that (laughs) is he a known anime fan or does it just happen that he's watching full metal i mean i wouldn't it doesn't entirely surprise me like this guy seems like he was probably a guy who grew up watching Toonami so I could see like it doesn't surprise me that he's watching Full Metal Alchemist but it wasn't previously known to me that this guy did like anime interesting so it was very fun (laughs) to look over there and just see Edward Elric on this man's little tiny cell phone. I love it. A tiny man on a tiny screen. Yep. That's how my day ended today. Went out on a high note. I love that. Also, it's a very important day today. Do you know why? No. It's Alabaster's birthday. Oh, I did know that because I saw on Twitter earlier (laughs) and then I had a whole day of work and forgot everything that was in my brain. Happy alabaster happy first birthday to my little kitty so i just had to get that out there uh she's my daughter i've started calling her ojo sama sadly (laughs) because she'll be like she'll kind of like you couldn't get any more of a dork i know i know but she's you know i clean up after her i feed her i change her shit i 
You know what I mean? She's a little princess. She's a little kitty. So yeah, she she's is. my little Josama. Happy birthday, Miss Alabaster. Happy first birthday, Miss Alabaster. Fresh podcast market mascot. Yeah. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts. Panda, whose turn is it? I don't know. It, it's actually, oh, I do know. It's my turn because we started off with your vampire podcast. Well, that was, no, because that was one episode. That was last week's episode. And. Oh, yeah, that was the only thing we were able to do before Zencaster decided to freak out on us. I think actually some of our connection issues will be lessened dramatically because I managed to bully Jimmy into finally going out and getting a new router for our internet or modem or whatever that thing is. The tiny internet box, he got a new one, and this one's supposed to be better than my old one. Nice. So hopefully we won't have any more problems with episodes. Fingers crossed. Fingers fucking crossed, babe. So it's my turn, yeah? Yes. What is your idea? So here is an idea. I'm thinking it might be better as a video format, but honestly, people can play along even just by Google image searching if they really want to. This would be a podcast where people in the film industry, and maybe according to my notes, it says one special effects person and one makeup person. And they discuss what would work better for a movie or a TV series. And if a movie or a TV series went really bad with their makeup or their special effects or something like that. Because a lot of times things work better as practical effects and sometimes things work better as special effects. And I had to sit through the new Hellboy movie and Oofa <laughs> Doofa. We're going to get here. Um, actually, I thought about this idea before I saw Hellboy, but like Oofa Doofa, <laughs> the new Hellboy. Tell me about Hellboy. I haven't seen the new Hellboy, obviously, and I'm probably not going to because it appears to be very bad. But I haven't seen the original since I was in middle school. Same. And I never read any of the comics, but one time I did a very large portrait drawing of Hellboy in the style of Mike Mignola for a person that I was dating. Wow. I. So I'm a I'm a fake Hellboy fan, I should say first and foremost. I have only read spin-offs of Hellboy. I have read Bloodhammer 44 and I have read Sir Edward Grey Witchfinder and I think I've read maybe one or two chapters of a BPRD. But Guillermo del Toro is your dad. He is my dad. And I've also, I've actually read the first paper trade of like the original Hellboy series too. I have the first two omnibuses. I'm probably going to actually crack open that bad boy and read some tonight because I love the source material of Hellboy, but the movies. Oh, hello, kitty. Okay. Hi. It's her birthday. She gets to do what she wants. Yeah. She's currently perching on me like a little bird and trying to eat my headphone cords. So she's just going to hang out with us. But to go back to Hellboy, Alabaster, please stop. Please stop. To go back to Hellboy, I mean, it was kind of the whole overarching Blood Witch plot which is a very long plot in a good portion of the comics if i recall correctly i think that they try to take 
big plots and condense them into one movie. Yeah. Y'all know that this was drawn out for, like, a reason. Yeah, and I really wish they just focused on, like, maybe one arc. Or maybe, happily, this was made into a TV series or something like a miniseries even. Like, I honestly think that movies that are comic book based really do prosper as a TV series instead of just a single movie. But to go back to the makeup, the makeup was god awful. Um, Stuff that was practical effects should have been special effects and stuff that was special effects should have been practical effects. And like, so Hellboy himself, like David Harbour, it just looked so bad. R.I.P. David Harbour. Yeah, like you could see where the prosthetics begun and ended and... Oof. Yeah, and like even, I guess they did something to his eyelids because like even his eyelids looked a little fucky and kind of like looked like they didn't fully attach them. And at one point, so maybe I'm just super in tune to this because I've used this very frequently, but I do a lot of like fake tattoos with a lot of cosplay. So I'm really familiar with how tattoo paper works. And uh, in one of, actually the final scene of the movie, like kind of like a six months later thing, they show... Uh, somebody with a tattoo on the inside of their arm and you could actually see where they cut around the tattoo paper and put it on this person's skin and I was like you really didn't even bother bother to powder set your tattoo like I was horrified that even like even I know better than that and I'm like an amateur cosplayer at best I mean for instance like there's a handful of characters in it that like are very clearly special effects as opposed to practical effects when it comes to their makeup. And they could have easily been practical effects and then some of the stuff should have been special. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Let's bass, please. I think this is more of a practical difficulty. Yeah. She just is a little kitty and I'm spoiling her. I'm so sorry, everybody. Or like, again, Teresa. And I'm like, leave me alone. But yeah, I really would love to hear like professional opinions on this because like I have friends who are really passionate about special effects makeup in general. Like I have one friend who actually has like a certificate for it and I have another friend who just has spent a lot of time throughout their life doing it like with haunted houses or haunted hayrides or just like Halloween or cosplay or whatever. So like I have a lot of friends who really care about that kind of thing and they were all like I saw pictures of it and it looked really bad and I was like well the only way I had to truly experience how bad it is to go see it in person and I mean... And you could talk about stuff that, like, did really well. Like, I mean, how did Suicide Squad win makeup is what I really want to know still. (laughs) I mean, Jared Leto's damaged tattoo, was that necessary? Like, I'd really love to hear professional opinions on whether or not something was necessary or not. And, like, there's so many TV shows and so many movies. And actually, recently, a book came out about the woman who did the practical effects uh, and makeup for I guess I've been saying practical effects and special effects this whole time when in reality I mean like makeup artist oh gosh I'm so sorry everybody who's been screaming into their headphones somebody who does make the woman who actually did the makeup for Creature of the Black Lagoon there was just a book written published about her so like I could see even that being talked about in an episode yeah I really just would think this is a fun topic to hear about and I wish I knew more about it so I'd really love to listen to a podcast about it I also really like makeup because it's really cool. I don't know anything about how to do makeup, even for, like, 
my own face. Mood. That's never been a thing that I've had any skill or interest in. But I think it's fascinating the way that people are able to use makeup to like totally transform a person's face. So I like this idea. Cool. I mean, I never, I, and like, I'm a casual makeup wearer. I don't really wear makeup that much unless it's for cosplay or something. So. Well, and this is more, you're talking more in the realm of like. Yeah. I'm talking more in the realm of like special effect makeup is more than talking about and prosthetics and stuff like that. But still like, I think people who know how to do makeup assume that they know how to do certain things, but in reality they don't. And I don't know. I just think it'd be really fun. That's all I have to stress about this is that I think it would be really informative and really cool. And I think it would be, and I love movies and I love television, as you know, so I'd always want to listen to podcasts about stuff like that. So yeah, I'm talking a lot today. I'm so sorry. As opposed to every other day? I just feel like I'm rambling today. I don't know. That's okay. Thanks. I like this idea. Do we have a name? Mm effect affect the effects that's kind of bad that's mm. bad that makes no sense mm. I got nothing mm. I also have nothing damn our brains are filled with curds and whey today I guess <laughs> yeah I guess so that's how it be do you have a podcast idea planned I do have a podcast idea, and my podcast idea is this would probably be a pretty involved project if it were a real podcast, but it's not a real podcast. Okay. I want a podcast about analyzing the relationship between authors and the media they create, specifically when you have things that a person is making like a movie or a TV show or a book that is clearly like they're working through something personal. Interesting. Is this about why I'm, as I say, was this inspired by how angry I was about Umbrella Academy? No, but I think that that's an interesting example of that because there are parts of Umbrella Academy that are largely like autobiographical. To yeah, them. most like, of in the comics, the yeah, like the, all the Hargreaves are like mostly based off of Gerard and friends and stuff like that. Honestly, the Umbrella Academy is basically the embodiment of that tweet. That's, that said something along the lines of my OCs are just handsome vessels for me to insert my personal problems into. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but no, actually, what specifically inspired this idea was... It's a surprise anime corner. Let's talk about Sarah's Zamitese. Hell yeah. In this house, we both love Sarah's and mine. Yeah. 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 It fucks, dare I say. Yeah, I would love to know your thoughts. But part of the reason that I thought about this is that I do think that the man... Ikuni himself is uh, working through some stuff with this one but I want to hear your thoughts on Sarah's anime because we haven't really talked about it very much guess what listeners it's anime time 
I'm so sorry for like the one listener out there who doesn't watch anime and listen to us. God, I'm you're so do brave. I, most of our friends watch anime, and I don't. Do we have? Are there people that listen to this that aren't friends with us? I mean, my one friend, shout out to friend of the show Amanda, who is actually listening through backlogs right now. She listens to us, and she doesn't watch anime. So. Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry, Amanda, if you're listening. For people who don't know, I was going to say, do you want to give a brief overview what Sarah Zenmai is before I start talking about it? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, so as most of you know, I do another podcast called uh, Imagine Me and Utena about a show called Revolutionary Girl Utena. That show was made by a man called Kunihiko Ikahara, and he came out with a new show recently. (laughs) It is called Sarah Zenmai. It is about a lot of stuff it's three boys become kappas boys becoming kappas after a kappa steals an organ called a sheer kadama out of their butts in a very graphic scene there the problem with this anime is that the more i describe it the less appealing it sounds um Dare I say it fucks is all I have to say about it. If you are a fan of Penguin Drum by him as well, I think you'd like it. Because it really serves a lot of Penguin Drum vibes, in my opinion. From what I understand, we're getting a lot of things that are derived from his other two previous works, Yurikuma Arashi and Mawaru Penguin Drum. I have yet to watch Yurikuma, so I can't comment on that. But Penguin Drum, most... Definitely. Yurikuma, to my understanding, is very yonic in the way that Sarazan Might is incredibly phallic. Nice. I'm here for that. Will consume eventually. The Sarazan Might, I really enjoyed it. First of all, I haven't watched like an actual anime series in maybe, I think the last thing I watched may have been. New Pilot? Probably Dragon Pilot. I mean, here, let's see. I could check my uh, my anime list. Because, like, I've mostly been reading a lot of manga lately, more than often. So, to watch something... Actually, no, I think it was Kamena no Zume when I went feral and watched, like, nine episodes of Kamena no Zume in, like, a day. I don't know what that is. It's a... Your Ikuha- Ikuhara to you is Masaki Yuasa to me. Oh, yeah. That's it's a- how I tricked watching Sarah Zanmai is because I sent you a gif where I was gonna watch it anyway (laughs) yeah and it was about demons and it was good I never finished it though I should probably finish it but with Sarah Zanmai I actually really liked it I thought the characters were really cute and I also read the prequel manga that's 11 chapters I actually haven't read that yet how did you like it um the cops are boyfriends in my they have a shared bank account they're boyfriends Rayo and Mabu are my dads. Yeah, like, they are. I may want to think that they're up to something sinister, but I know better. They're dads. They are dorks. They're dads. But I really liked it. I thought it was really, um, I just, I liked it, I guess is all I really have to say. I'm really uh, lacking right now mentally. I apologize. I thought it was really stunning to look at and the music was really fun. I gave this man one billion dollars and said, make your butthole anime and gosh darn it. He sure did. He sure fucking did. He made his butthole anime. 
And all I can say is, it really works. Yeah, actually, I, like, I was cautiously optimistic but scared about how this was going to go. And even though there are parts of it that, like, were visually, viscerally horrifying to behold, I enjoyed it. I wanted to find out what happened next. I'm still scared. I've obligated myself to doing a separate podcast about it. So I am going to be talking about it a lot in the next few weeks. But luckily, it's only 11 episodes. So I that has a, an end date. You're so valid. It's in the Kappa Connection. Yeah. So I guess that's all I really have to say about it. I think once I have more brain cells, I'll tell you more thoughts on it. And once you read the miniseries manga. I do need to read the manga. We're going to talk about it. Maybe you can come on the podcast. Maybe I can. That's possible. That sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Podcasting is but I did actually here's the the twist Teresa is that I actually came up with a name for my podcast idea really not I don't know if it's a good name but I did come up with one and the name I came up with was life of the author it's not a pun but you know like death of the author but this is about like how uh creators life or personal circumstances may have influenced the work that they were doing at the time and I think that this even like extends to like you've got like Hideakiano and Evangelion and how heavily that was influenced by like the severe depression he was going through at the time or you've got like you could take like a work like something by Chuck Palahniuk and talk about like do we think that maybe oh i'm not gonna start on my chuck palinic problems well let's i'm gonna disregard that thread because i'll never stop yelling but yeah like i can think of a lot of authors where like i've been take i've been experiencing something that they created and been like i feel like i just learned something about you that i didn't know before all i can think about is jk rowling admitting that uh They all just shit themselves. This is that is not. No. I mean, you knew I was gonna say it, but um, maybe I think. I mean, even you could talk about like going back even further. You could talk about how Dante's Inferno is totally like a a wet dream kind of book because it's all about him just saving this girl that he has a huge fucking crush on. He wasn't even dating this woman when he wrote uh, Inferno, if I recall correctly. And just like, I love that. Like how horny do you have to be? And like Dracula is gay as fuck. Yeah. I mean, there's something else I was going to say was gay as fuck, but you catch my drift. I think, I mean, I think this is a fun podcast idea and I think it's really insightful. Picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. So gay. Hell yeah. What? Is this just now gay book corner? Because we can talk about how Gatsby is probably gay. Gatsby, definitely gay. Definitely gay. Very gay. Very gay. The Odyssey. Very. Odyssey. Gay. Gay. We love gays.
We're gays. <laughs> Weird. We sure are. Alabaster, are you gay? Fuck yeah, you are. Because you're my cat. You are. This cat is gay and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Panda, make that as a shirt for me for my birthday. Okay. I'll make one of ditto. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll have magic. Yes. This cat is gay and there's nothing you can do about it shirts for our birthdays. Excellent. This is a good plan. I don't I like this. know how to uh, make any graphics, but I think that might make it funnier. <laughs> I think that that makes it even better. I'm so glad. Okay. Bass, get your paws out of the fruit snack box. Are you going to do anything special for Bass's birthday? I bought her a crinkle bag, and that fake doesn't even like it. She like All she does is eat garbage, and she didn't even like the one garbage back. she's supposed to like. Here we are. Welcome to my ASMR channel, Fresh Podcast Market, once again, where we find out why the fuck my dogs are barking. Nobody is home because my mom and Cork are at a baseball game. Nobody is outside, you weirdos. Why are you barking? If there's anything I learned from living at Tisa's house for several days, it's that Reggie and Peaches just bark for no reason. Yep, they sure do. A lot of times it's like, there's a... Uh, there's a very big rabbit outside. That's why. Oh, that's magic. They like chase, like they like crying at squirrels and rabbits and stuff like that. Cause crying. yeah. Oh my God, Reggie <laughs> just tripped over my dog, lads. Um. So yeah, now that we're done with this ASMR, do you guys want to go out? There goes Peaches. Yeah. So it seems like a a good way to go out is by uh sonically destroying our listeners ears sound <laughs> I'm so sorry everybody once again that maybe Jimmy will cut some of that out maybe alright Pan I guess we should wrap this bad boy up then if you would like to follow us on Twitter you could do that at Fresh Pod Market if you'd like to follow me on Twitter you could do that at Mpandanada if you would like to hear other things I do in the world of podcasting you can check out Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast, or Modica Magicast, a Puella Magi Modica Magica podcast that I edit. Teresa, where can people find you online? You can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. And also, to spice up things, uh, you could also check out The Reticulation, which is an Ooh. upcoming project hosted by me in front of the show, Audrey. And it is a website that we are planning on aiming soon. We're going to probably launch a Kickstarter about pop culture, but within the lens of the LGBT community. And we actually just launched our Patreon today, which is really exciting. So I have an idea for a reticulation piece that I want to write. Yeah. I will tell you about later. Nice. I had while I was at work. Nice. So you can follow both me and the articulation. We'd be really appreciative if you spread the word about us. We uh, are really hoping to launch our Kickstarter soon. We are currently in the process of researching that and working on that right now. If you would like to follow us on Tumblr, our Tumblr is Fresh Podcast Market, where you can send us, maybe not the best idea, ideas for podcasts, questions, comments, concerns. Or you can email us at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, we have a Ko-fi. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. And we have merchandise, technically, if you would like to get our logo on 
something, you can find that in the link that's in our pinned tweet. Maybe one day we'll have shirts with Ditto and Bass on them that say this cat is gay and that's nothing you can do. That would be really good. <laughs> and maybe at some point we'll have baby discount cards. Some baby discount cards. <laughs> if you liked our theme song, that was Cul-de-Sac Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lip on SoundCloud.com. That's our producer, Jimmy. You can follow them on Twitter at Jimothy Jam, I think. That's all our things that we have to say. Teresa, thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market. Panda, thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market. Everyone, it's time to go find out if your cat is gay. Have a good night.